Listening to the Excited Ewok Podcast. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk and Wind Killer Inc. This week, the cup overfloweth with information, and we ate it up like Woody Harrelson in a Twinkie factory. We talk about Ewoks, the new game mode, and a few other things coming up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another year of Star Wars Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Goodnight Punk, bringing to you episode 53, restarting the year. Wink, you're already laughing at me. I'm screwing up this intro. <laughs> to just go with it. I'm Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What up, Wink? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pre- pretty well, just kind of, you know, enjoying the little things, like, uh, you know, Dev's not giving us this week, so that's pretty exciting. What about you? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm just sitting here in my uh, office sauna, sweating a little bit, and enjoying some uh, cider, so. I hear it's been hot there. The cider will keep me cool. Yeah, you know, we went driving out today. To get out of the house, and uh, our car said it was 120 outside, so that yeah. was fun. Yuck. <laughs> it no. was 97 here, but it was muggy. Ooh, not fun. <laughs> so it probably felt near 105. Yeah, probably close. <laughs> so, uh, gotcha. I'm super excited. There's been something that I've been trying to get set up for the podcast forever, and I finally got it working. If you haven't already noticed, we finally have a working soundboard on the podcast. So, um, basically, I, what that means is everyone out there listening, send wink MP3s of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if I, I know don't get any, you say, but. then you're going to make R2 feel this way. <laughs> and we don't want that. <laughs> I hope the sound ended because it's still doing that quiet thing. It'll be fine on my end, I'm sure. <laughs> I'll just talk over it anyway. Perfect. Something else happened exciting this week beyond sound clips. Right? I think. What do you think? A little bit, a little bit. So uh, we got a lot to power through, at least three days worth of different updates in a holiday week and to me that is quite impressive so the first one we want to go over was monday it was a developer update but uh it was introducing the new game mode so 
The new Look what? That. Beginning of the week. The new game mode content, that stuff we've been clamoring for, was actually introduced. And Thank God. I can uh, tell you I'm uh, really stoked for that. That's an understatement. And even more stoked about it was the fact that it was announced on the day before July 4th, on a day I really didn't think we were going to get anything. Yeah. No kidding. You know, I thought holiday weekend, most people have that in-between day they're off. We're not going to hear anything till Wednesday, and whammy. There it is. So, nice little present there. For so what sure. did it say? What is the new game mode called? Well, it is called Territory Battles. It just sounds super intense, don't you think? It does, especially when you yell it. Yeah. That's you say that. <laughs> every time I say it this episode, I'm going to say it like that. Um, Please do. All right. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Territory Battles. Oh, sorry. Territory Battles. <laughs> was, that, was that close enough for you? That, that was pretty good. All right, good. Introduce creative director Justin Jones, who's the one that dropped the news on Monday. So that was pretty cool. New guy, at least by name. I don't know if he goes JJ. by something else on the forums or JJ. JJ Watt. What? <laughs> Anyways, he dropped the news, and I'm going to read some stuff from it, and we're going to break down the words that he put in it. And some of these things will be more elaborated on a later update that we got this week, but... Let's start from the the trail that we was blazed on Monday. So, first thing he said, this mode introduces an entirely new strategy experience that lets you and your guild fight an epic battle across one of the most iconic battlefields in Star Wars Galaxy of Awesome Rewards. Oh, that says four awesome. Okay. In the Star Wars Galaxy for awesome rewards. I really thought that was going to say Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, your uh, reading's a little off tonight. That's all right. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> he well, reads that was everything unexpected. you put on the prompter. <laughs> I, I'm sorry to those listening in the car with their kids. I have kids. I know I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, jeez. But the first point. You can already collect your favorite characters and ships. I bolded that. So, it's not just characters. You're using characters and ships. Sweet, for those that have them. For me, I'm still playing catch-up, but a lot better off than I would have been two months ago. So, you happy about ships being involved? Of course. Um, I mean, it finally gives us a use for them. We've built up all this currency, all these ships. Uh, I mean, hell, I've put gear on characters specifically to use their ships. And it's about damn time I get some actual use out of them. I agree. I mean, my Jedi Consular ship is my best one right now. And because I leveled Jedi Consular to gear 10 a long, long time ago before he even had a ship. Why? And when his ship came out, I was stoked. Because I was using him uh, in Galactic War when back when I... Didn't have very many characters. Okay, let me. But I did have him at seven stars. Why? Because <laughs> I knew ships were coming, and I'm that 
Okay. I'm Dan Adamas, man. That, uh, you are. That's a good point. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. <laughs> Next part. Take them into epic scale combat for special bonuses and rewards. Those are scary words, my friend. We'll get into what those may mean here shortly. Yes. And then finally, territory battles are set on the ice planet of Dagobah. Dago- I mean Hoth. Dagobah Hoth. <laughs> Dagobah. No, Hoth. The ice planet of Hoth, where wampas roam free. I wonder if there will be any wampas. That'd be oh, cool. Oh, man. Willy Wampa and the Chocolate Factory. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know, man. There's going to be... I, there's, I don't know what's going to be on this map, to be honest. It'd be crazy. I know there's going to be shield generators. AT-ATs. Probably some ATSDs, ion cannons. That's my guess. That's my guess as well. That's what. <laughs> that, I mean, I wouldn't run, mind a random side mission to go kill a Wampa, though. That would be pretty sweet. Yes, that would be Wampa. <laughs> you have run out of food. We need to go fill, kill a Wampa. What team are you sending? Or a, uh, or a Tauntaun. You know, get a lukewarm Tauntaun. May not be yes. quite warm enough, but it'll work. Um, make, make camp. Cut up a tauntaun. Uh, yeah, we, we're too easily distracted. So, <laughs> apparently, now every character and ship you collect and every single upgrade matters. That's, that's bold. Literally bold. So, we're going to get to a point where we talk about what we think territory battles are. Yes. And I think this sentence right here is a very big it's huge. indicator of what it could mean. Yep. And I have ideas about it. So every upgrade matters. Put a piece of gear on them. Throw up their abilities, one or two slots. Gonna Everything matter. you do to them matters. Give them some levels. I mean, it's going to make a difference. So Those credits may become important. They also might come more often, maybe? You can only cross your fingers and pray. Yep. That is true. Gosh, man, I got some some gas here. If I burp, you'll know why. Mm. Trying to hold it in. Great. (laughs) Well. Show show some professionalism, Dan. Yeah. Damn it, Dan. Uh, (laughs) How about we talk about guild cooperation? You will this get is a to big... coordinate on battle and map strategy across multiple mission types using the collective strength of your guild squads and fleets. Every participating member in the guild earns equal rewards. Like ranked finally, rewards or equal? Equal. Oh, rewards. equal. You mean we're so, actually going to work like a group and, and not actually get the same rewards? Like, so that means. I'm assuming, I I assume there's still going to be RNG in this, but I assume this means that, um... Everyone's going to get a tier one gear pack. Doesn't mean everyone will get the same gear, but they'll get the same pack. Yep, that's what I'm assuming. You know, that type of deal. That's what I think, too. And that's awesome. We'll expand on that here shortly, too. Maybe go in a little bit more detail on what, exactly what we think. However, mm-hmm. there was an update this week. 
they uh, passed over some updates, and uh, man, how about them Ewoks? They look damn good, I'll tell you that much. It's weird. So I used uh, Ewok Elder in my Phase 2 team of the uh, Heroic AAT, and I have to say, every time whenever it comes his turn, the abilities pop up. I'm like, oh my god, who is this character? I don't... What do I choose? So that has taken some getting used to. That was me in the Rancor with Tebow today. Right? Yeah, I haven't used Tebow I'm like, since, wait, wait. but... Who are you? Yeah. Who is this man impersonating Tebow? So there was this um, amazing little graphic posted by the Hothski Patrol. Um, I can't remember exactly yes. which uh, which member it was that posted this, but it was on the Reddits. There's this little well, graphic. It's beautiful. It basically, it's a grid with the four Ewoks, and it has their old ability and their new ability list for each character. And so you can kind of go through and see exactly what changed. Um, do we want to go over this in brief detail? What do you think? Sure, let me break it down real fast. Because there's something that I thought was going to be an awesome change for the guy, these guys that actually looks like it ended up hurting them, right? Okay. So one thing that they did that they've never done so far as we've seen, as far as I remember, was change base stats on some of these characters. Yes. Right? Yep. So one of them was only a base speed of 100, it got bumped up to 113. I that can't remember which one it was. Ewok Scout. Okay, so Ewok Scout got his his speed bumped up, but then a good chunk of them, maybe two or three of them, had their main stat changed over to a different main stat, which, as we know, can do a lot of different things everything. for them, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what I was thinking originally was that it was going to really help the damage output on these guys which was one of the big problems for him, but the only one it really helped was Ewok Scout, and the others actually went down. So I thought that was interesting. Yep, I did But too. Their, their moves do do a little bit more now, so, you know, Ewok Elder, there's nothing that's too crazy about his basic, except for the damage went down, maybe 100 damage points. But his... Tribal Healer move now heals 30% damage up from 25, Mm -hmm. so 30% of his max health, and now his chance to revive is still 35%, but it revives him at 15% health instead of 10%. So, he also gained on his uh, third special ability, if... The revi- so when he revives an ally, if the revived ally is an Ewok, they are called to assist. Whenever an Ewok ally is defeated, reduce the cooldown of this ability by one. So extra damage there, extra Ewok synergy, extra um, so assists. The uh, cooldown being decreased when an Ewok dies is really interesting because... I mean, that's the ability that has a long-ass cooldown to begin with. I think it's seven turns or something. It's insane. So if you're using an Ewok team and you lose somebody, that is going to be a pretty big benefit for Ewok Elder. Absolutely, especially if 
if there comes along something that has another revive for Ewoks so that uh, you can build a team around not being worried about Ewoks dying because they're going to come back. I don't think they'll bring so, another uh, reviver in. I think you're probably right on that. They have so few in the game already. If the, I'd be shocked if two the were problem with, Well, the only reason I say that is because you don't want all your guys dying to reduce this cooldown, right? Because once it gets back from the cooldown, you're only bringing one up. Well, that's true, but so, his tribal healer can revive people also. So That's true. So I guess he does have the two there. Yeah. Anyway. So All right. Well, that makes sense. Anyways, we'll move on to Ewok Scout. This guy got a his, pretty uh, big jump in base damage. Yes, he did. Pretty much jumped about 800 points. It looks like... 600 yeah, points? Yeah, uh, yeah, closer to 600 range on his basic, but over 1,000 on his uh, special. And his special now calls a random ally to assist. Which is awesome because... That's big. Making him an assist, his special an assist, you know how good those characters like... Geonosian Soldier, Kaigon Jin, yes. with their assist abilities on them, make those characters. So that's really good for him. So Especially with all the extra damage. This basically makes him like a second Qui-Gon for um, like the Rancor raids. Like Ewok Scout's going to be super usable as you know part of that Termir Reduction team. Oh yeah, for sure. I had actually thought about the fact that Maybe it was just da damage why he wasn't used, but he does do a lot of turn meter reduction, so that's nice. Yep. And then they, and then they added... Oh, go ahead. Uh, he gains... So he already gained 5% evasion for each living Ewok ally, and he gains 30% turn meter whenever he evades an attack. That was his basic... But now he also gains that turn meter whenever he lands a critical hit. So raising that crit chance up on this dude is going to be like giving you a 30% turn meter. He's basically like another Geonosian soldier now. Um, he's, I don't think or he's going to be amazing, uh, but the amount of turn meter he's going to be able to gain on crits is pretty awesome. Yep, much like Clone Sergeant also. I don't care about clones. I believe. <laughs> I knew I was just I was setting you up. <laughs> so Chief Chirpa's his basic. The only thing changed on that is the base damage went down about five hundred. And so ancestral secrets, his special, all allies recover twenty percent instead of fifteen percent now of their max health, and they gain a heal over time for three turns. Ooh. And it's Ooh, a twenty yeah. percent heal over time. Yes, very nice, nice little chunk there. Yeah. Tribal unity, his uh, ability that grants everyone speed up and calls all Ewoks to assist, is it used to have a fifty fifty percent damage penalty. They took that off, so now they're all just hitting with their full force, which is makes them pretty deadly. Yes, Much deadlier than if you took away 15% of their damage, so... Yeah, because they're not the most yeah. uh, damaging guys to begin with. 
Yep, exactly. That's what everyone was hoping for. That's why I was hoping with those base damage changes, but it looks like they're still... It looks like Ewok Scout is now going to be hitting much harder, and there's a lot more synergy being added and effectiveness of the support characters. So there's a Zeta. What's the Zeta? What? A Zeta on Chief Chirpa? Zeta that Chirpa. Crazy. So... Um, this is on his leader ability. His original leader ability is the Ewok allies gaining the 20% turn meter and dealing 10% more damage whenever they perform a basic attack. And then those effects are essentially have for other allies. The Zeta adds whenever an Ewok ally uses a special ability, six, there's a 60% chance to call another random Ewok ally to assist. So that's almost... I mean, that basically makes Chirpa like a Phasma for Ewoks. Yeah. He's given a lot of assist, even more assists than before. Yep. So it works out. Because now you got Ewok Scouts been added an assist. Chief Chirpa's added an assist, possibly an assist every time you use a special... And then there was one other one. Oh yeah, when you revive an ally, they are uh, yep. they assist. Yep. So a lot of assists going out now. Pretty awesome. And then you have poor little Tebow, who, as far as you could tell, went unchanged, right? Or did he? Yeah, as far as you could tell. Yeah. But uh, that is not true. They actually changed something in the raid. So previously, when Tebow attacked, he would inflict damage and then remove 100% turn meter when stealthed. They basically switched the order of operations around so that Tebow removes turn meter and then inflicts damage. This doesn't seem like a big deal, except for the fact that, like the Rancor... Gains turn meter when you attack him. So, he... So now instead of after Tebow's turn having zero turn meter, he has whatever turn meter he got from the attack. 5%. So... I don't like it. Yeah, it's... I don't think it'll I don't know if it was on purpose or what, but... I I don't know. I would really like to know if it was on purpose or not. And I was trying to think. I, I can't really remember any times where I've really noticed when turn meter is removed relative when damage is inflicted. So mm-hmm. this could be one of those situations where he wasn't working right and now they're making yeah. him work as intended or I don't know. But it was definitely kind of interesting. It was. They, anytime he reduced turn meter in the raid today and I saw that there was just a sliver left, I'm like, dude, you didn't finish the job. Yep. You left some. Yep. <laughs> Frustrating. Yeah. Well, why don't you oh, tell yeah. us about the drop drops? Drop drops. The double drops. We got some double drops this month. They're a little weird compared to uh, all the other double drops we've had before, but starting tomorrow, there will be double drops on random Ewok nodes. But I want to say... Shout out to the devs for giving three days of a heads up on this. That was pretty good. 
So everyone knew double drops were coming three days before they came. So they put this out on the 5th, and double drops started on the 8th, or start on the 8th, so tomorrow. So they definitely wanted to give people a heads up on that. So that was pretty cool. Yep. Basically what it is, chance at a random Ewok location having double drops active. So basically you're going to have to go find it. And it uh, shouldn't be too hard because there's only four Ewoks in the game right now. And you can just sort your character screen by them and click on each one and figure out which one has the double drops at the time. But if you're looking in Cantina, it shouldn't be too hard. There's only two locations, for Chir- both of them for Chirpa. And then there's ten total hard notes possible for the double drops. So uh, there's only keep an eye out for, for those Chirpa, starting tomorrow. According to the patch notes, there's two. Really? Oh, yeah. uh, well, to... I am currently looking in game, and I only see one for Chief Chirpa, and that is Battle 5D, um, and that is Cantina. So if you need Cantina currency, make sure you hit that, because that will give you double the return on currency. And if you go and look at everything that you receive in some of these hard nodes... Um, I would definitely save your hard nodes for whenever these characters pop up, but if you're looking for gear, the only one that is really worth getting double drops on, I think, is Ewok Scout. He's got one battle where his he gets, or sorry, gives double drops on the infamous hollow projectors, and um, he's got another one where. He will be giving double drops on the uh, Mark X Electro... Uh, oh, what the hell you call them? Electro binoculars. Other than that, gotcha. the gear that you're receiving out of those isn't really worth the double drops. So if you don't need the other characters, probably not worth it. However, even if you're finished with like Ewok Scout, hitting up those double drops might not be a terrible idea. Um, kind of hard to say. 20 energy per shot, so... I don't know, may not still be yeah. worth it, but... Well, it's funny here, because I said 10 hard nodes and 2 cantinas. Well, now I'm looking again at the the update, and a lot of them are listed twice, and they're all in random orders. So it's... Huh. I don't know what they're getting at, because it says, little lost in the cantina, question mark, or just want to make sure you've checked every node. A listing has been provided below. Cheers. And then it lists... Ewok Scout Light Side 1A Hard, Tebow Light Side 4A Hard, Tebow Dark Side 3D Hard, Chief Chirpa Cantina 5D Normal, Ewoks, and then it goes back, Ewok Scout Light Side 1A Hard. But then it goes to a different Ewok Elder one, and then it keeps spinning around. And so the two cantinas was just them listing Chief Chirpas twice. So I'm going to have to yep. watch which ones of these come up each time and see if it follows this list. And if it follows the list on their update, then you can probably just ah. know which one is coming up next. So that's a good watch point. out for that. Interesting. Huh. If I'd looked into that a little more before I made the note, I would have known that. But well, uh, they it was confusing at first. Uh, Tebow's light side 4A hard twice. They listed Chirpa on there twice. Tebow's mm-hmm. dark side twice. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think it's a roadmap, and I'll have to confirm that tomorrow. But I'm guessing that that'll tell you what's coming up if these thing, if these double drops only last like 
three hours a piece cycling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay, cool. But the thing about those is they go from the 8th all the way to the 31st. So they are all month long. If you don't have certain Ewoks, you can blast them out throughout this month. Crazy. Get those Ewoks. I I will just be focusing on the Cantina one because I don't even have Chirpa unlocked. But I do have Scout at like 20 out of 100, so he shouldn't be too hard to get. I might even just buy his 80 shards and be done with it. Well, something else I'd like to note is Ewok Scout, he drops like crazy. He drops like it's hot from Bronziums. So if you need shards for him and you got Bronziums, uh, look that up. And something we forgot to mention regarding, you know, Bronziums. Um, oh, my you God. You about Nukin's Nukin. video? Yes, Nukin made... Dude. A pretty amazing video. If you have an iPhone, go to Nukin from Republic's YouTube channel and watch his video on the Bronze Impacts for iOS. There is basically, you set up, and it's part of the accessibility stuff in the iPhone, and you can basically just auto-click through Tap a bunch the screen of, once yeah. every two seconds, and it'll just run through. I, I do this. I now let my ally points accrue times. for a week. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I'll let my ally points accrue for a week, spend the fifty thousand in maybe fifteen minutes, and be done for the week using this, and it's amazing. Well, and, and that's, that's how great. I spent my initial five hundred thousand that I had just sitting around. It was perfect. Right before I went to bed one night, I sent there for like probably five minutes, just tapping my phone as fast as I could. And uh, mm-hmm. laid it down. Woke up next morning. There was like three hundred thousand currency gone. It was amazing. <laughs> yes, I love it. It's, it was when I saw he he put that out. I was real excited. Yep. So if you are on iOS with a bunch of ally points, go give that a try and check out Nukin's page. Absolutely. Well, did that sit as far as double drops? There's also rework packs for eighty shards. Eighty shards. Some. Ability mats, some gear, and some credits. But really, the only thing I care about is the 80 shards. So 80 shards for 20 bucks for Chirpa, Tebow, Ewok Scout, and Ewok Elder. So that's pretty sweet. One bug that they fixed this week that I really wanted to make a note of. The bright barrel in the intro scene of Daring Droid, the, the Daring Droid event, it has been color corrected. So... That's very important since the uh, Daring Droid event is not going on right now. Yeah. I, well, the, I was going to say I'm going to have to look for that, but I've already beat it. So now I know I can't even check for the correctly colored barrel. Yep. And that kind of makes me sad. I'm not going to lie. I know. I, I didn't even notice that the barrel was miscolored whenever I beat it. That's kind of frustrating. Well, now I feel like what else do I miss? You know? Uh, no kidding, right? Oh, well. <laughs> if I can't even notice a miscolored barrel, what else am I missing in this game? There is no telling. There's probably a Jar Jar that runs across the screen at some point that no one's ever seen. Yeah. Probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Never know. Everyone missed it. And what's ahead, which we will break down even more just after I say this, but they couldn't be more right about this. 
The Ewok takeover doesn't stop here. What? What? All right. Let's get into it. Before you do that, I want to make note of something that kind of tipped us off to that. Oh, you're killing me, And that was... Oh, you were going to do it? you got to set this up right, man. All right, set it up. Last week, we had perfect transitions. This week, we're stepping on toes. We're we're walking. We're not riding the Segway this week. (laughs) You go ahead. I'm going to let you do it. No, you. You you had something planned. You, You do this. It wasn't planned. I just didn't want to miss it. Well, anyways, I'm sure out of the kindness of his heart, on July 6th, the morning of July 6th, Warwick Davis, of all people, Wicked himself, tweeted out a picture showing five little Ewoks saying that there was more coming for the Ewoks in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And uh, this was before the road ahead status of the galaxy post was made later that afternoon and then we got to spend all morning guessing what was actually coming just so we're clear there were actually six ewoks were there yes in the picture yes in the picture um i can't so if you're starting at the right right after the second ewok look right behind him there is another Ewok. All right, give me a second. I'm going to look. And after the second Ewok. He's very hidden. Oh, there's one dude back there. Ah. It almost looks like a walrus, but that's probably an Ewok, not a walrus. Yeah. They're not they're not attractive <laughs> little creatures. I mean, they uh I don't know, dude. They better be I fortunate think would... that they're all ugly. Otherwise, you know, reproduction. I think would that slow. wicked in the uh, that wicked in the artist picture. I mean, I could I could probably take him home. <laughs> you know, give him a little blanket at the end of the bed, feed him some kibbles and bits. Aww. You know. Yeah, he's a cute little guy. I don't know about the other four though. So nice. <laughs> I will be his sindel. Perfect. Come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You know who Sindel is. Yes. Don't leave me hanging. It's just disturbing. <laughs> what, me saying I will be a girl? Just just the whole Ewok fantasy thing. Like, I, I just... Mm. Ewok as a dog? Don't you want a sentient uh, dog in your house? Something that actually knows what the hell you're saying? Not really, No. No, it sounds terrible. <laughs> you might kill me in my sleep. I, right. I wouldn't be now able to say all gone off the stupid rails. stuff I say around my house when I'm alone. But I, I like yeah, my that dog might thing. walk out on me. Yeah, probably. <laughs> all right, well, screw you then. I don't need this. Uh, off the rails again. Classic. All right, you're up. So... As we're traveling down this road ahead, there are more Ewoks. They announced Wicket, who is a powerful Ewok attacker with critical hit synergy and stealth synergy. Low Gray. Oh, do what? You want me? I was just gonna say. So does that? You think that means when he crits, he goes stealth? Or does it mean like Maul? If he's crit, he stealths. 
stealth synergy kind of makes me think that maybe um, he gets a bonus on, like, you know, extra crit damage if he's stealth or something like that. Hmm. We shall see. I'm totally just guessing. I have no idea. Uh, Logray <laughs> is a Sage Ewok support who can daze enemies and grant Ewok allies buffs, which is very exciting. We all like buffs. Although like Ewoks... Like a mixture of K2 and Cassian. Yeah, kind of. Um, Interesting. Paplu, a resourceful Ewok tank with assist and buff synergies. There's the tank. Well, we're thinking that that's what was coming. And they have one now. It's about freaking time. And there's where all those assists were added for. Yep. Even more assists. Huh. Well, I'm curious if when people assist, what it's going to do for them. Because I have to assume that's why they added all the assists to the other three guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you way, I, didn't hear, um, Jesse and JJ were on the Galactic War Report, and he kind of made a comment about one of these characters probably having another leader ability. So there's probably going to be another option for a leader. I would assume probably... Uh, I don't know. Who do you think would be the leader? <laughs> Uh, just guessing off the one people know the best, I would say Wicked, Wicked but yeah. maybe Paplu being the tank. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, there but, could be another leader ability, which means if with as good as these characters, I would think should be with them being kind of new era characters, because even the bad characters now are so pretty good. Uh, you're kind of going to have to drop maybe a couple previous Ewoks. Sad. Maybe the ones that don't do any damage? Yeah. I mean, I think Tipo <laughs> is the first nominee to get dropped from, like, a full Ewok team. Just, I mean, he, he's good at what he does in the raids, but outside that, eh, not really that great. Well, counter-argument. Okay. What are Wicket's stealth synergies? That's a fair point. That's a really good point. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about this again at a later date. For sure. One thing I wanted to say for those that don't know who Paplu is, I looked it up the other day and I now know which one he is because apparently he's the one that steals the scout trooper speeder. Ah, oh, nice. In the movie. Very nice. I was like, oh, okay, that's who Paplu is. Well, hopefully he has some, you know, anti-Empire synergy. (laughs) Right. Anti-fly-into-a-tree synergy. Something. Anything. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, this is going to be an Ewok marquee event. What I'm assuming is it's going to be very similar to the Darth Nihilus event. In that we'll mm-hmm. probably get like maybe Logre and Paplu in one event, and then later get uh, Wicket because Wicket is kind of the more popular one that people have been clamoring for. That's kind of mm-hmm. my assumption. What do you think? I think you're right because if when we get down to the event calendar, 
there are two two dates for Ewok marquee events. So there's not three, there's only two, so I assume two of them will have to be lumped into one. So I think you're right about that. Cool. And then everyone's favorite flash events with Ewoks all month. Very exciting. Uh, I don't think... Is there a date for when this starts? There is, and it's at the end of the month. <laughs> ah. Ewok Flash events start on the 22nd. They're the 25th and the 28th. So my assumption is they're starting them late, so we have a chance to get at least a t- full team of them. And then uh, they'll probably go from the 22nd to August 22nd. That would be my guess. Cool. Let's hope so. For sure. Uh, what do we want to journey into next? Next up. Oh. 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 Back on the segue. Let's see what you did there. Yes. You're back on the segue. Man, you got me good there. <laughs> tell us tell us what this journey is doing. Apparently, this whole hero journey thing is actually a thing. This is the actual description Apparently. from CG. Step into Luke Skywalker's shoes and experience his journey from farm boy to rebel hero. This is the first event in a new series where you'll retrace the steps of the iconic hero, Luke Skywalker, from his humble beginnings on Tatooine through his daring escape from the Galactic Empire's ultimate weapon. Completing this event will unlock the next iteration of Luke Skywalker. Commander Luke Skywalker! What do you think? First off, let me just say I'm really excited for that. Commander Luke Skywalker. Yeah. We've been waiting for it for a long time, and now we're going to get an actual not blue milk drinking Luke. I swear to God. But I want to backtrack here to what I thought you were going to say. I'm going to lose my shit. Well, (laughs) I'm not sure we should get our hopes up yet, but we will see. When you were reading that, I was really hoping you were going to say... Humble beginnings on Tatooine through his daring escape from the Galactic Empire's ultimate warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like, how much better would this movie be if Ultimate Warrior was in it? Well. (laughs) Probably not. Anyways, okay, moving on. Anyway. I've had one beer and people are going to think I'm really drunk right now. I've had two, so (laughs) I'm the one that should be. uh, But... What I thought was really interesting about that little listing is Galactic Empire's ultimate weapon. Like, they actually mention kind of the Death Star thing, which kind of makes me think mm-hmm. that that is where this is going, that there will be some sort of uh, some sort of event. The last event will be Death Star. Yeah, maybe it'll, like, maybe these territory battles will kind of lead into something like... Uh, you know, the Endor moon leading into the space battle, leading into Luke Skywalker against Vader or something like that. There's definitely a lot of different ways that can go, and that is exciting. Yep. The one thing that does not excite me is the fact I still don't know if I need a seven-star Luke Skywalker. 
That's a good point. And I am scared. <laughs> well, I mean, they... I have him almost to six star, but I'm only farming him through guild shipments when I have extra guild currency. And... I'll say this. That probably needs to change. They didn't give us uh, enough shards to unlock him for no reason. Yeah, like, you're probably right. Don't, I mean... Maybe I've just not wanted to believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I would just be super surprised if if you weren't kind of required to gear him up. What I kind of think they're going to do is that you'll be required to gear Luke Skywalker to a pretty decent amount to get Commander Luke Skywalker. And then Commander Luke Skywalker will have to be pretty geared in order to unlock, you know, Bespin Luke or whatever the next iteration is of Luke. I kind of think they'll follow that progression. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not terrible. It just, Luke, I just want to know if I'm going to waste my time getting Luke Skywalker and then not needing him. My thoughts are you won't. But. And. All right. I think they're planning something that's going to be pretty awesome for Luke, and I am super excited about it. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. Yep, for sure. But it is exciting to see this information here in the beginning of July about Luke, who they talked about starting stuff for in August. Yep. So I'm happy about that. All right. Let's move into some new territory. What's next? What's next? Man, you are a Segway master. What is next? Territory battles. Wait, sorry. Territory battles! There you go. I know, I'm sorry. I just yelled into my mic. That's going to sound wonderful. Read directly from the forum post. Oh, I'm supposed to read from the forum post. And not directly? (laughs) Directly. Yeah. Did I say I had one? I had ten. That's why I can't talk. Uh, no, that well, that was my typing incorrectly. Oops. Oh man, you I, you convinced me that I said it that way, and I didn't even know if I did or not. I don't know if you did or not either. Don't matter. <laughs> well, we all know from earlier. I read directly from the show notes. So, As what's true. written? I say you are Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Territory Battles. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes launched worldwide in November 2015. And since then, we've added incredible content and features, including guilds, mods, and ships. But we're taking the game to an unprecedented level with the new feature, Territory Battles! Well done. So, yeah. Yeah. First time I read this, I thought it was saying that Territory Battles were coming in November, and I got really sad. But then I realized it was actually talking about the month it launched, and and my hope went back up. That's good. (laughs) And uh, the next thing it says that we get to do is... Strategize on the battlefield. I'm going to talk right over you. How do you like that? Go for it. You can already collect your favorite characters and ships. Yes, we can. Even if we don't want to. Now take them into an epic scale combat for special bonuses and rewards. The goal of Territory, territory Battles is for battles. you... You got it wrong. I know. Thanks for the echo, though. Is for you and your guild to take over one of the most iconic battlefields in Star Wars Galaxy. 
in the Star Wars galaxy, the ice planet of Hoth. Conquer your way across the battle map, deploy squads and fleets, complete different mission types, complete different mission types, I'm just going to bold that for when I talk later, and capture strategic targets that can change the tide of battle. Capture targets. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's riff on this for a second. What do you say? I'm all for it because it kind of keeps what I'm about to say on the tops of minds off what we just read. Spit it out. Okay. I'm going to say something crazy here and say I don't think that we are going to be fighting real-time battles in this. Okay. Like, sitting there and mashing abilities to try and kill the other side, I don't think that's what this is. I think... Much like many other mobile games, this will be a set of missions per little segment of the Hoth that you fight, where you select people from your team in groups of five to go out on missions over certain amounts of times, and when they come back, they tell you whether they succeed or they fail. And the reason I think that, along with that, is because every single thing you do to your character matters, right? So let's say you have a 7-star gear 11 dude, and you throw him in there, and you're already at a 20% chance of succeeding on the mission before you even add the other four. You add five gear 11 7-stars, and you're at 100% chance to finish the mission. Now, let's say if every piece of gear and upgrade and level matters, you have a 4-star of this thing at gear seven level 58 and you put it in there and it only gives you six percent chance to finish as opposed to a seven star gear 11 that would give you 15 percent. you see where my head's at i do so every upgrade you make gives you a better chance of finishing these mission types and capturing strategic targets that's the first thing that came to my mind where Every little thing you did to your ships and your characters would matter because it would up your percentage chance of finishing these missions. I, That's right now where my head's at. I kind of agree with you. I could totally see that happening. However, whenever I read complete different mission types, I also read like that there will probably be something like that. There will be some regular battles that are almost like mini raids, like for example, um, mm-hmm. you know, knocking out an ATAT or something along those lines. Uh, maybe using ships. Uh, ships would, I guess, probably be more likely on an ATAT. But mm-hmm. I think there will be like ship missions, or regular character missions. Um, there might be like some multi-tiered missions where you like fight waves of incoming snowtroopers and then like mm-hmm. you know maybe something else that's like more of a boss type character or something i could see them going so many different ways with these things i'll be curious to see how many of those ideas they actually implement and if any of them stick but i definitely agree with you i think something like that will be implemented but I don't think it's going to be like the entire thing, obviously. Yeah, I can see both ways. I can see people wanting 
to use their characters in battle real time. And I can see throwing on missions too. And I think having both of those in this would be amazing, especially if it was kind of like one stage raid boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a mini raid. Yep. Along with being able to send out missions during the day and collect them later on when you come back in. I think that would make this a whole lot of fun. And it really does make every upgrade you do to your characters matter. You know what I mean? And something else that they mentioned was that it is going to be player versus environment. So it is going to be kind of... uh, Player versus environment kind of tells me that it's going to be, you know, like Galactic War or whatever, in which you're kind of battling against other things or characters. And that there will actually be versions of things like the shield generator, the ion cannon and things like that actually operating and being used in this territory battle, which I think could Mm -hmm. be really interesting. So like maybe you have to go and send in maybe send in a force to protect the ion cannon and like the strength of your force gives you X amount of extra time or something to complete some other mission or something. Something like that. We'll see. Yep. I am really interested in more details. And I could sit in theory craft all day, but we all know that. And that would make this go two hours long. Next part. Battle with the full force of your entire collection. By the way, the end of this makes my idea seem even more plausible in my head but bring the strength of everything you've collected into the fight for iconic locations first off let's stop right there fight for iconic locations i don't think hoth is the only one they're ever going to put out that's something i'm going to get into later carry on okay now every unit you collect and every upgrade matters it may, that means it's not only for your few most combat-worthy squads that can make a difference. You can deploy your entire collection, including ships, to the front line and then send them on missions which will test your unit's endurance and power. I don't know, man. Some yep. of those wordings. Guild cooperation. Coordinate on battle and map strategy across multiple mission types using the collective strength of your friend's squad and fleets. Every participating member of the guild earns equal rewards. What? Thank you. Succeed or fail together in a new collaborative reward structure as you earn exclusive gear and characters like what? Hoth Han, Hoth Leia, and more. Ooh. Stay tuned for more details on territory territory battle exclusive go. rewards. This is just some of the exciting content we have planned for players over the months ahead, so be sure to check back often for updates and head to our forums to join the conversation. Okay, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about from that. However, first, I would like to talk about my kind of overall theory on what territory battles are going to do to the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm ready to hear. I think the reason it's taken so long to get content out is because they're trying to streamline more content, if that makes sense. And I think the the base, um, you know, whatever the base platform is that they built Territory Battles on is going to be more easily replicated in that 
it'll they'll be able to make more environments that kind of follow the same strategy or not same strategy but same idea but with different strategies so they're doing hoth right now next they could do say bespin or they could do dagobah or well maybe not indoor or the arena pit from the clone wars yes there are going to be so many different ways they can go and depending on exactly how they do this, this, I could totally see it just making it that much easier on them to build new content. And I really hope that's the case, but I kind of think that this is going to be the new th- the new main game mode, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, it kind of makes me wonder if we're going to see another raid, and if we do, how long it will take. Yeah. I mean, I could totally see these territory battles taking over what raids are just because you can almost have raids inside the territory battles, but Mm -hmm. there's so much more to it, Mm -hmm. which is really exciting. So anyway, I definitely think you're onto something there because if you build something with a framework or template that can be easily manipulated then you can easily replicate the territory battle in a new location, right? And just put in new features for, like, mini-bosses if they do that, or how you have to beat an objective, those types of things. And then, if I am right with missions, those are the easiest things to code, because basically it's just, here's the definition of the mission, Here's some numbers to generate your percent chance off what you put in and RNG on whether you built it, you finish it. Yeah. You know? So, really, it's real simple things. And I think that you're right about that. Well, so. um, something that is new along with this is a new store. Um, essentially, there will be a new store just like there is for Fleet, Arena, Galactic War, yada, yada, yada. Um, mm-hmm. And that is where you you will be able to buy Hoth Han and Hoth Leia shards. What do you think about this? I think it is a awesome, awesome move. So many shops. <laughs> is, do you I think that's good problem. or bad, though? It depends on how they're implemented. I don't want a new guild-type shop. I don't want a new fleet-type shop. I hate these rotating spots in shops. That's if the they implement thing. it, and it is a shop where they are all static characters that you can buy whenever you have currency, then I'm happy about it. I do not like having to wait to spend my currency for these things okay. to pop up. I agree with you. However, if you're going to have rotating characters like in fleet shipments, like there becomes a point where you can only add so many characters before the RNG just gets too ridiculous to be able to farm anything effectively. So if you're only saying doing three characters in any particular spot, I mean, I, I personally don't really have an issue with them being rotating to some degree as long as they are like you know adding new characters in these new shops and new spots so that they're not stacking up you know eight characters in some of the other stores if that makes sense yeah 
Well, we look at this way, right? Sabine for me is about five shards from six star, and I just finished Garazeb, Kanan, and Chopper in the same day because I was able to buy them every time I had currency yep. or when I had currency. You know what I'm saying? I like being able to buy what I want with my currency when I want. Yeah. But I'm not, that's what I like. Now, I'm not saying that this doesn't work, the rotating stuff, because it's not terrible. It's just not what I like compared to the other ones. Well, and something else, some of the shops you were just talking about, you had built up currency on. Like Cantina, if you don't have built up currency, there's only so much you can buy per day. Uh, Arena, Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, you can only buy 10 shards a day if you don't have any sort up. Galactic War, if you beat the whole damn thing, you can buy 15 shards a day. So you're kind of limited on how much you can buy in those anyway, unless you're at the point that you're stocking them. Which is why Guild and Fleet are so much different, because we don't get quite the currency. I guess you get about the same amount, because, I mean, from Fleet... Like, I think I get 13 to 13.50 based on where I finish, which is, you know, worth 15 shards a day, which isn't that much different mm-hmm. than some of the other ones. There's just more options and more places to spread your currency out at, I guess. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i not trying to take a poop on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with it. Another currency, another place to add characters it's nice to have more options. So, and judging by the amount of time these things should probably take, these territory battles, let's say they last a week, you're probably going to get a good amount of currency when you finish one, and having more options to buy without having to sacrifice in other areas is pretty awesome. Yep. Not to mention Hoth Han and Hoth Leia are going to be in there. So... Now let's get to something a little bit more controversial. Uh, They did mention exclusive gear. So, you know what the problem with exclusive gear is? It's gated. It's locked. (laughs) That's more for me to farm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's, I have, it's so rough for certain characters to get them even to gear 11 that adding more gear levels to them is just a headache waiting to come you know i hope that they don't put so much new gear restrictions on new gear levels that it's impossible to get them up like maybe put one or two per level that are exclusive and the rest are stuff that we already have you know i think they'll kind of do it the way they've been doing it like the uh, i think they'll probably go to at least gear 13 so like say you'll require some rare stuff to get to gear 12 and then you know you'll have a couple pieces there to get you a 13 and then 13 will be a little bit thicker with the exclusive gear i kind of think they'll follow keep following that same pattern but uh, I, I would. I just don't want to see characters with that need four pieces of exclusive gear to move up a level. I'm especially sure the way we get exclusive gear from the tank. And if they do do that, I want the rewards from the territory battles to exclude challenge gear and lower tier gear. 
Not I don't only want to that, get any other crap that I get anywhere else. Not only that, but I want the store to have the gear and just give us the damn currency and let us buy whatever gear we want. Quit feeding us freaking boom boxes. Like, my, my God. God. So many damn boom boxes. I know. Seriously, I still have under 50 of the other three and 700 boom boxes. I actually got Give me a, a way to trade those damn things. I got a full Give me a uh, way to trade them. Disc. Nubian, Nubian disc, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, I got one of those. Nubian today design tech. I was pretty excited. Yes, I'm Nubian very happy for you. Well. Guess I got two full. I got two full pieces of gear this week. Guess what they were? <laughs> Boom boxes. Boom boxes. Yes. Uh, now I have four fully crafted boom boxes and seven hundred salvage. I will never use it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they will start making boom boxes, one of the like required pieces on every character to get from like gear twelve to thirteen or something. That'd make you happy. If they did that, I would dance around the streets. You'd be set? I would. Um well, the only other thing that was super interesting is the fact that there are going to be bonuses for certain characters. For example, uh, Hoth Rebel Soldier is one that kind of got brought up. I'm assuming anybody that is, you know, uh, prepared for the cold, I'm assuming the new characters, the new Han and new Leia will be that way as well. Uh, so, yeah, there will be some sort of bonus that you will get. I'm assuming not significant, but enough that you're probably going to want it, but probably not enough to actually farm the character for it if you don't have them. Here's the one I'm excited for. Veers and Snowtrooper. That's the ones I'm excited for. Yeah. Maybe Veers will be like immortal to, uh, you know, AT-AT attacks or something. <laughs> yeah. They don't fire at him. I am your leader. Now it'll be interesting to see what what bonuses we get. Yep, I am because I def- I have scout all the way up. I have veers all the way up. I have snowtrooper all the way up. So that will be helpful. Cool. Absolutely. But that's all we had for territory territory battles. Territory battles. Right very exciting. <laughs> On to so let's into the event events. calendar. Or event calendar. That's whatever. just not as exciting. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it was updated on the 6th to go all through July. As I mentioned earlier, there's two events with no dates, and that's Indoor Escalation 1 marquee event and Indoor Escalation 2 marquee event. So those will be the two marquee events that you unlock. Paplu, Low Gray, and Wicket. And, yeah. Then you got Omega Battles for the weekends of July 8th and 9th and the 22nd and 23rd. What's that? Oh, thank God. Need Omega Battles. Need them every weekend. (laughs) For those of you that don't have 150 Omegas like me. Bastard. (laughs) Emperor's Demise starts on July 13th. I know my neighbor will be happy about that. He's going to unlock his emperor. Nice. Yep. 
Forest Moon Assault Battles, July 15th and 16th, July 20th and 21st, and July 25th and 26th. So surprise, during Ewok Month, we're going to indoor three times. Um, And And I believe Forest Moon was the one that gives out mods, so that's pretty exciting. And Ewok Shards, I believe. Ooh, yay. So, no wonder they're doing it three times. Very cool. What's next? Uh, The Flash events that we kind of already discussed, July 22nd, 25th, and 28th, and that may extend on into August, the infamous August. Uh, And then we have Assault Battles (laughs) Ground War, July 29th and 30th. That will require Ewoks. If you don't have your Ewoks ready to kick some ass by July 29th and 30th, you're SOL. Did it always involve Ewoks? Was it Ewoks and someone else? Like is Ewoks and First Order? No. I Hell, I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to think of that earlier. I'm like, is this a new one or is it an old one? Ewoks and Empire, maybe? No. Empire, you face Ewoks. I, I don't remember. I'm excited now. If this is new, we're moving into new territory. No, we've had ground war I'm forever. For it. I think there's spring. Well, that's up. what I thought. Yeah. Who I, I was don't it? Remember. So you walked with someone else, but the note. Is it droids? I don't know. Was there a droid of a droid uh, assault battle? I don't think there was. Write the show at the shattered order at gmail.com and let us know. Uh, <laughs> Correct we, us. We could see if that information is on Reddit. Could. Hmm. Should do that. All right. Well, let's go see what came from Reddit this week. Oh, I'm like, why would we go to Reddit for that? I don't know. Your Segway has a, a flat tire. Let's just say that. I thought that was a pretty good segue. You just failed to jump on board. You know, beauty is the end of the eye of the game, so. That's people booing you. <laughs> it came from Reddit. First up, Hidden Spring 84, who I thought had disappeared from Reddit, but apparently the link to him just been is dead, but he actually still exists. So if you're looking for Hidden Spring on the right on Reddit, uh, his link is broken. But he is still there. And someone mentioned that Fracture was causing, in certain arena battles, the entire game to freeze. So not only is Thrawn freezing your character out, he's freezing your entire arena battle out. So No bueno. Hidden Spring said he's looking into that. You run into this at all in your arena? Nope, not yet. Have you? I cannot hear you if you're talking. Hello? Can you hear me? Testing? Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. Hello? We're stopping the recording. We are having technical difficulties. Please hold. All right. Can you hear me? I'm still... Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm still recording, but I probably want to cut that section out. Nah, we'll (laughs) leave it in. Carry on. Oh, man. I'm glad I didn't say anything crazy. Like you usually do when we stop recording. Ugh. <laughs> you Only you get that massive uh, fun. <laughs> that is true. But the question, so have you seen that at all? I didn't hear your answer. Um, I have not. Uh, 
No. Have you? I have not, and it sounds incredibly frustrating. Yeah. So, nice that they'd look into it. But I know Fracture is supposed to make everything stop moving for the character, not the entire game. So that mm-hmm. is a little bizarre. But if they did do that, that's some some incredible coding. Yeah. I mean, Overwrite that's, all other actions. <laughs> that would be really good on defense. Freezing freezing set your game phone. Set game speed to slow to zero. Dude, I was playing on 1x speed. There is no freaking way that that's actually the speed this game used to be. It's so slow. No. 2x has to be the original speed. It's gotta be. Nobody moves that slow. It's insane. No. Anyway. On to CapGasp. CapGasp. No update from forums also in the game. So someone asked about the fact that when they put updates on the forums about the game, why they aren't added into the game also. And I'm kind of curious about this, but I've got some ideas. So anyways, he said... Putting the update directly into the app means it has to be exactly correct many weeks in advance. For a variety of reasons, this is not always possible. That makes perfect sense to me. What doesn't make perfect sense to me is that in the past, some of the updates have been in the game in the form of a link to the forums. But they don't always do that. So my thinking with that is they must do something on the forums where they make a post and leave it blank and leave it unseen to the rest of the community and then fill it in later when they know that update's going to go live into the game so that the link exists and it links right to their update. Mm. That's my guess. Interesting. Of how they would do it previously and maybe that setup sounds really annoying to think ahead to do and it's probably why they don't do it now. Well, and... So. Uh, my kind of thoughts were the way they usually do these updates is there's so much information in there. There's a lot of stuff that isn't actually going into the game at that time. Very rarely are these, you know, game update forum posts entirely about stuff that was actually coming out in that specific update. And I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean... For the majority of the player base, you're in a guild, and if you're serious into the guild, there's communication there, and you'll probably hear about an update, at least within a few days of it happening. So, Truth. Not a huge loss, but that's why they can't do it. So, Yep. But now introducing a new dev on Reddit... That I think is absolutely hilarious. Ooh. And his name is Garrett underscore AJ underscore at underscore EA. And he is the one of the artists or 2D artists in the game. And uh, he was active there on Reddit this week because with the introduction of the new Ewok faction pass, they also updated all of the character models all the icons, and all the uh, rework bundle artwork. And it looks fantastic. Uh, you it you agree with that? I totally agree. And by the way, they changed Tebow's um, character model. And 
you know, uh, he's the only one of the Ewoks I've used since this rework, and he is much fatter, much shorter, and looks hilarious now when he's in there fighting the Rancor. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> so watch for that. I don't know how Ewok Elder looks compared to what he did, but I've seen freaking Tebow's ass so many times <laughs> that now that it's fatter, I, nice. I, I could just tell. And he is just wobbling around in there, and it is hilarious. But anyways, Garrett, AJ, at EA, new artist that's working there. I think we heard of, he was saying he started working there like a f- few months ago on Reddit before he was a, uh, tagged as a dev. But now he is, and he was posting this week because people were saying they love the new look of the Ewoks. And a little funny post that was on Reddit. Someone said Chirpa looked like he was yelling kill me from his character model. And then uh, Garrett here said Chirpa's a weird looking guy anyway and linked a pic of Chirpa from the original movie. And it looks like taxidermy. Yeah. Like really bad taxidermy. (laughs) It is hilarious. So good call on that one. Also, someone said, are you doing any any more reworks for character artwork? And he said, I'm working on things. So now we know that some more of this is going to happen, which is kind of cool. It's going to throw me off like you were saying it threw you off with Ewok Elder earlier. But it is kind of cool to see the new artwork go in there. But someone said, can you elaborate? And he did, surprisingly, elaborate. He said, totally. The things I'm working on are related to Star Wars. Wow. Didn't see that coming. I know. Lots of information there. It's funny, too, because the Star Wars... Text was a link to Tina Fey zipping her lips. So I cracked up when I saw that. But biggest piece of information that he gave out this week that he might talk to the CG team about that I think is awesome. He said, someone said that they were using pictures of certain parts of the game as background for their phone. And uh, he said, oh, nice. Maybe I can talk to people around here and see if we can do some phone backgrounds. We're pretty busy right now, but I'll see what I can do. Dude, if some of his new artwork were turned into phone backgrounds that we could use, that would be sick. Totally agree. Because I'm pretty sure I'm already going to use that awesome picture of the five Ewoks as my background for a while. That would be cool. But, yeah. It is, I love this idea. I do too. Give us some cool out of game stuff to use. to, And then maybe someone sees it and asks us about the game and we can help promote the game. You know, it's a win-win. Perfect. So We like promoting. For sure. I mean, I never go on a podcast and talk about this game for hours. <laughs> never. <laughs> I have, I'm not really a Jedi. Hold on. I have some information. Oh, God. Bring Rega- it. Regarding Tell these me. Ewok double drops. So, okay. as of the moment that we are recording this, the Ewok Scout Light Side 1A Hard is currently the only thing giving double drops. And that is the first thing that they have listed. So. Interesting. Def- and how long does it say? Um, it says 24 hours on the double drop. Okay. Well, um, maybe 
It's a 24 hour for each one. How many days are there, I wonder, between the 8th and the 31st? I mean, there would essentially be... Oh, no. That's a lot. Yeah. 23. There's there's more days than there are uh, nodes on there. So, never mind. Yeah. 8 plus 12 is 20. It goes to the 31st. So, if it were 24 hours and going by that post, it would only go, they would only have updated us to the 20th. And so there, we'll see. Maybe it'll restart. Well, there are 12 of those, though, so it could be one of those things that they go through this list, uh, you know, say two and a half times, and maybe that covers everybody for, you know, X number of double drops each character, you know, what, five times or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just I'm just on the lookout for Chirpa. That's all I care about. Give me those Chirpa shards. Cool. Anyway, carry so, on. Well, thanks for that breaking news. Da-da-da, Put that soundbite on there. <laughs> yes, get that on your soundboard. <laughs> I'm not really a Jedi. Someone asked about in-game messaging to guild members. That has been brought up before. Just to say, hey, we should have a way to message individual guild members in the game and he said he was going to make a note of it cool interesting so if we could get more ways to communicate in game that'd be sweet i know a lot of people want to message their arena mates through the game and this doesn't the this specific request doesn't address that only guild members but it would be a step in that direction so that would be pretty sweet so, someone also posted a picture of an open bronzium with negative 64 energy in it. Row, row. <laughs> so someone opened a bronzium and had a picture of a lightning bolt, and underneath it it said minus 64. I don't know what happened to this dude when he collected it, but he posted a picture of it, and Inraj said, uh, whoa, that's not supposed to be happening. Can you please post this in the bug section of the forums? So, I think I told you about my theory before we started recording. But I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. I find it bizarre that there is... That they have the picture and this kind of set up to where... From Bronzeums, you can receive something that has energy in it. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder if that's something they're planning to actually implement is giving out energy from Bronziums because that would be pretty awesome. That would be pretty sweet, especially depending on the frequency of getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it as scarce as character shards or is it as scarce as credits? Well, you know, that type of thing. All right. If you think about, say, 64 energy, like, if you're talking about, say, you know, a character that has 20 energy hard nodes, that's essentially one character shard plus some other stuff. So I could see it being, you know, more rare than single character shards, but maybe more common than, you know, full unlocks. Full character or, unlocks. You know, purple gear or whatever. So if it becomes yeah. like one of those you know, maybe moderately common things, that would be super cool. Absolutely. Any change to Bronzium that comes would be welcome. Not that they're bad, 
And you can de- once you get all those original characters out of there to seven star, they become more trivial. But they're still like just for example, in our guild chat on Discord today, someone got a Mark III Carbonti full piece, and I was super jealous. <laughs> yep, I've seen that crazy out of a bronzium. So. There, it's still good to use all your points and spend them on in there because you can still get things. There are still chances, but any changes to make them even more fun and interesting, I'm all for. Totally agree. So, yep. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to discuss? Not really. I think that pretty much covers it. I think it does too. I think in the coming weeks we'll have even more things to theorycraft about. Yep. As we learn more about uh, territory ba- territory battles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for now I think we can just rest on our laurels here and see what information we get next week. It's time to do this to this podcast. <laughs> Shut the door, close down the lights, everything's good. Time for everyone to go home. Well, if you want to check us out on Twitter, you can do that at Shattered Order. If you want to check us out on Reddit, my username is GoodnightPunk, and Winks is Inc. We have a Discord that we hang out with all the community members in, so if you want to join us there, we would love to have you. I think we're over 250 members now, so that's cool. And we've uh, got the link some... to that is in, on our Twitter account. And we've got some super and... cool resources there. If you're looking for a new guild, uh, there have been some people posting this week about you know looking for some new guild mates, some guilds that have openings. We've got some other pretty cool resources there. Um, you know, a little deal to borrow allies if there's an ally you need to beat some specific node or something and overall just a bunch of really cool helpful people with good conversation absolutely love hanging out in there all the good peeps so and we also don't object to itunes reviews yes if you want to do those or you want to throw some on stitcher we check those so Love hearing from you guys and take your feedback to heart. So appreciate that. Absolutely. So with that, I'm going to say good night and be well. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.